What do you want to change in your life? That's something that I want you to think about during this podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rise Above Podcast show. I'm Caleb. I'm Tyler. And we are back with another episode. This is episode three of the new channel. And uh, we're just excited to be back. Three weeks in a row. That's a record, I think. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> hit three, three weeks in a row. Usually it's like once a month, maybe two a month. But we are three in a row. Just real quick, uh, we just want to say thank you guys to everyone that listened to the last episode. Actually, I think we hit the most listens on a single episode out of the nine that we've done. That was probably our biggest episode. I think we had around 750 listeners off the one episode in a matter of a week. So we just want to say thank you to you guys for that. Also, sponsorship opportunity. If you're a business owner or someone that's interested in having a sponsorship and having a little ad campaign going on in a podcast, uh, you can email us at riseabovepodcast22 at gmail.com or just call or text at 502-558-5768. Without any further ado, we have a very special guest on today, Joe Lavelle. How you guys doing? doing Great. That's awesome. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, just real quick, Joe, you know, a lot, not a lot of listeners um, know you, so just briefly just mention who you are and just go from there. Okay, well, I am 40 years old, and I would say that I'm a recovering uh, salesman uh, <laughs> because that's pretty much what I've been my whole life, um, but it's a, I'm really just an entrepreneur, and I would say that in the grand course of my life and what I've tried, I've probably lost more money trying things um, in failed businesses and in different aspects of my life that um, would probably scare some people. But for the most part, it's just a learning experience. You either win or you learn. There's really not a fail. So for me, it's been um, just trying to throw darts into the universe and hopefully, you know, one of them will stick. Mm -hmm. And that's all relative because some people think success is measured in dollars or time or different things. And you know, we'll talk about some of that stuff while we go through this. But yeah, that's about me. And I have, you know, three daughters and, um, you know, they're pretty much everything and just my family and the people that are around me and really just trying to make a difference in other people's lives is really right. kind of the goal of the day to day perfect thing. So um, for those listening, you know, last episode, we talked about habits. We kind of, we kind of briefly, briefly talked about goals, but um, today we're talking about habits, goals, you know, life advice, maybe things that you can change in your life that you need to do differently. So, yeah. And I think that's really important. Um, Joe, what's one motto that you think that someone that's young should maybe live by? Everyone has a motto, but what's your motto? So if I could go back, you know, 25 years, I, th- I think that the, one of the biggest things that we can do is try to sit across from the table with other people and be interested in making them successful. We're taught as a generation at a certain age that you need to go to school and that you need to get a job and that you need to start from the bottom. And then, you know, if you work your way up, you work hard, you get to a place where you can retire and you can enjoy that. But Mm -hmm. no one ever really teaches you about the steps or the how to get to those things on another aspect of your life. So for me, my dad was a business owner and I always saw how he treated everybody else in the sense that he wanted them to be successful, whether they worked for him, whether they sold stuff to him or whether they were a client, he just cared about, uh, about them being successful. So if I could give anybody young, any advice, it's 
Forget worrying about yourself being successful. Stop that. Uh, sit across the table from someone, so to speak, and do everything that you can to make them successful. And then in turn, you will have so much success that you won't know what to do with it. I think when I was younger, I don't, I don't think I ever applied for a job because I just happened to make a relationship mm-hmm. or build one with mm-hmm. someone. And then they came to me and said, Hey, we need you to come to work for us. And when that happens, you basically tell them what you want to make. Right. You, you don't, it's not a, well, this job's a $35,000 job and you know, I'm going to apply for it. No, it's, Hey man, will you come to work for me? Well, you know, yeah, but I already got a job and I can't leave a good job for a good job. I have to leave a good job for a better job. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that aspect. So if you, if you had to live your life from one motto, as a young person, old person, whatever day that is, that would be it. Sit across the table from someone and genuinely be interested in helping them be successful without you having any expectation of getting anything in return. I think that's the hardest thing, especially is like you. Do, sometimes you do things, and you're even from a young age, you're just taught like, oh, do things and expect something back. Yeah, but it's just I, out. Absolutely not. That is that is out, and it's hard. It's a it's a mindset and it's a mentality, and we're human beings. We it's all self-preservation where you're trying to be successful. But if you can let go of being successful in the way that you think success is or how we're just taught and make someone else successful, you'll have so much success that you won't know what to do with it. And I have found that to be true. Like it's just, it Mm -hmm. becomes a lot easier. Yeah. So one question I do have for you is how you go about handling change. So you said you've had those failures. You've lost so much money. You've done this, you've done that. How did you handle going about that knowing that you still have a future. You're only 40 years old. That's yeah. young. It, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yes, it is young. You're, you're only as young as you feel, and it's good to hear a 20-year-old say that a 40-year-old 19. is young. Oh, 19, <laughs> my <laughs> fault. <laughs> you're young. So, yeah, it, it's, we've talked about this a little bit before, but handling things, it, it, it's all how, you, how your mindset is. For me, I learned really quickly that if I can keep emotions low, in the sense of that doesn't mean I'm not an emotional person or that I don't use my emotions. But when I make decisions or when you go through things, if you can handle it in an understanding in a way of don't let it be emotional in the sense of that if you fail, realize that that's life. For one, we all know life is extremely difficult and we, we're not going to be good at it. I've never done this before. You were 19. Today is the oldest day that you have mm-hmm. been. You haven't lived any more than this. So anything up until this point you've gotten through and you're here and you're healthy and you're fine. So when you come to adversity and then you go through it, it really only makes you better. And the older you get, the easier that becomes because it doesn't mean that it's not going to be, I mean, I'm 40, but I have a lifetime of heartache ahead of me. But when you can get to a place where you understand that I'm really just learning and I'm getting better because of those trials and because of those adverse moments, um, you, you get to a place where you, you just learn how to adapt a little bit better. And on the subject of emotions, you kind of like talked about like not getting two emotions too high, too low. It's kind of like that example that you taught me about the duck, if you yeah. don't mind hitting on that. Yeah, so when I was in my early corporate sales career, I was all over the place. The, the other salespeople, the seasoned guys would say, you're like a balloon. You're, you let a little air out and you're just all over the place. And, you know, I remember getting a, uh, like a $100,000 PO and my commission was going to be like, I don't know, eight, eight or $9,000. And I was so excited. I was like, yeah, I got the sale. I'm the greatest salesperson ever. <laughs> and I had this older senior guy and he was just like, hey, you know, that's good. He said, but uh, he said, don't, don't celebrate until the check clears. And I was like, I don't understand. And he was like, well, he said, 
Sometimes clients will pull their PO even though they give it to you and you're expecting to get this money and you've probably already spent it in your mind. And I was like, well, how do you, how do you handle that emotion? And he was like, it's a duck on the water. I was like, what does that mean? What is that? This like, sounds like uh, fortune cookie wisdom to me. Like, what, what is that? And he's like, well, he's like, when you see a duck out on the water, they're just coasting, like just super smooth. They don't look like they have a care in the world. Underneath their legs, they just kick them real, real hard. And he's like, that's how you have to be. He's like, you don't want moments in your life, which you have, but you, you want to try to curb as much as you can being super, super high and then super, super low. You're going to have those wavelengths where they go up and down, but you want them to gradually be even or going up. That way you don't get too high and get too excited and you don't get too low and be too disappointed. And it's just like, once I realized that he was one, he was right. The hardest thing about being young is you're young. It's mm. absolute youth is wasted on youth. If I could go back now at 40 and go back to 19, oh my gosh, <laughs> it wouldn't even be fair. Like my relationships wouldn't be fair. Girls would be easier in the sense of, because I think totally different. It'd be mm-hmm. like telling you guys, Hey, you're 19. I'm gonna let you go back to middle school as a 19 year old. Would that be fair? Would it be fair athletically? No. no. Would it be fair academically? No. Middle school's easy. that's how life goes. But the problem is we can't go back. So the best way to get success from that is to pass it on to somebody else Mm -hmm. because no one in this life ever was anything without help. So once you get to a certain level of success, your job is to help someone else. It's like you going back. I feel like me helping you is going back to be 19 all over again. Mm, if, if that makes sense. Right. And then on the subject, you were kind of talking about help. Everyone needs help. Everyone. Um, I think whenever we talked about the mental health series, when we had that little portion of our podcast, you know, the hardest thing is just reaching out for help. Oh, what, of course. What's advice that you would give to someone that's like too afraid to maybe ask for help on whatever it might be? Well, I think that that just comes with maturity because pride is the, one of the greatest things that will hinder someone from being successful. If you're not able to get out of your own way, you, you won't be able to grow in anything. And to be uncomfortable really is growth, mm-hmm. you know, for you. And uh, he, Caleb has told me a little bit about, you know, some of the things that you've gone through with just your, um, you know, wanting to be more outgoing and like talk in front of people or do things. And it's like you make yourself uncomfortable and you ch- totally change who you are. Yeah. Because uncomfort is where we die. Because once you get comfortable, then you, you know, I'm comfortable. I don't want to do anything and you'll never be any better. So when you're going through something, you can either stay in that and suffer, or you can get over it in the sense of, I know that this will help me and it's bigger than me. And then you will grow through that. I call it finding another gear. I have my, my oldest brother is 12 years older than me. And I always remember the story. We went to this lake one time we were swimming and there was this dam and it wasn't like, you know, 100 feet, but it was probably 30. It was just a little dam. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're going to jump off this. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not. And he jumped, and I stayed up there for like 30 minutes. And he said, if you don't jump, by the time I get up there, I'm going to throw you off. Well, what do you think happened? I jumped. Right. And it was the best thing I ever did because I got over my fear of, you know, and I never forgot that moment in the sense of like, I'm scared to do this or I can't do this. I just remember the dam. And we all have to have those kind of positions in our life where it's like you choose to, to push through that. And you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with. Mm. So when you surround yourself with people that keep you in your comfort zone and don't challenge you to go forward or to swallow your pride or get out of your way or pick whatever, you know, soliloquy that you want to use, 
um, you you really don't get anywhere. So I, know, I think a lot of people, from what I've heard, just talking to people are like, well, you know, I can just I'm young, so I'm just going to live whatever yeah. way. And that's and fine. It's just like at a young age, your advice would just be get in uncomfortable situations. I, that would be my advice because you have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. You're young. You, you know, there's a Cat Stevens song, and y'all have to look it up from the seventies and he has a song father and son. And the, the, one of the lines in the song is you're young. That's your fault. That's, that's it. That's the only fault mm-hmm. that you have that that's your, you're young. Everything else you can, you have something to say in. So if you can get to a place where you're willing to try, that's all I'm asking you to do is try. If you can just change that mindset a little bit, that doesn't mean you can't have a good time or you can't be immature or you can't do the things that 19, 20, 25-year-olds do. You, you just think a little different. Because if you're 19, you look back at 14-year-olds and you're like, oh, my goodness, did I used to act like that? Mm-hmm. It, yes, you did. And when I was well, – I'm 40. I'm, I have a lifetime of experience more than you do. And I look back at you guys sometimes and I'm like, oh, my goodness, like did I act like that? Oh, and you're like, absolutely you did. And there's people that are older than me like, oh, my goodness, I acted like that at 40? Yes, you did. That, that's just the way it is. Right. Yeah. I think one of the hardest things for us, like our age, is to accept the fact that when we fail, we are young. We have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. When I fail on something, the first thing I think is, wow, how far did I just set myself back? Right. But in all reality, I'm at ground zero. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. That's just something I just, it's very hard to wrap your head around. Very, very hard. Even with like homework, I'm in college. If I get a bad grade on a test, I'm like, I'm screwed. I'm going to fail this class. I'm gonna, I'm, my <laughs> semester's over. Yeah. And I think there's a balance in between thinking about there's a fine line in the sense of it's okay to have a standard for yourself. I don't want to fail. I don't want to. But I can tell you right now, I have a college education. And I've never used it. Mm-hmm. If I could go back, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone to college if I would have known the things that I know now. But it was an experience that I learned, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah. So it's like there is a balance in that. Have that standard for yourself and realize that I don't know if people at home can see this, but if you aim or if you set a high standard for yourself and you miss, I've missed up here. If I come down here and set this low standard and I miss, yeah. I, I, I've missed the bar totally different. So it's okay to have a high standard for yourself. Just realize that you it's not even setting yourself back. You've literally just learn something. There, there is no fail. If you want to be successful, you have to think of it as I either win or I learn. I do not fail Mm. at all. So even if you fail a class, you literally just learned something. You learned how not to do it. And that's changing your mindset because that's all it really is. Because most people are like, well, I failed. I guess I'm done. Not me. Like, I'm not going to quit because I failed. You might lose everything one day. You didn't fail. You just learned how not to do it that way. Yeah. And, and if you can do that and change that mindset, and if you do that sooner than later, like I didn't think that way at 19. So the fact that you guys are even asking that question or your listeners or whoever you come in contact with, if they can understand that, oh my goodness. By the time you're my age, you'll have 21 years where I only had so many years until I thought this way. What's, what's one thing or several, several things that you know now that you wish you would have known when oh, you were younger? We don't, you don't have enough time <laughs> on this podcast or this series or the rest of your life because that's unfortunately what happens. That's what's called experience. So the best thing that you can give for other people is it's wonderful to learn from your own mistakes and to, to adjust. It's phenomenal 
if you can learn from someone else's mistakes so that you don't make them. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, I go back to it, you're young. You don't believe it. I will sit here and tell you, hey, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to be. When you have kids, this is what's going to happen. Time goes like that. No, no, not me. No. And then you get my age. You're like, man, that that guy was right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because it's like your parents tell you, hey, I used to, I know what you're going through. No, you don't. And then you get older and you realize they absolutely do. Mm -hmm. Your parents even say like, you know, my teenager knows everything. Like we really do think that we know. You really do. And that's not your fault. You're just young. That's just what, that's just who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing for me, especially that that I've learned throughout the like last six months of my life is like, (laughs) I do not know everything. Like before, like, you know, being 18 is like, oh, I know everything. I got it all figured out. But like. I don't even, I haven't even grat, like scratched the surface of no, what I know. No, and that's a good thing. You recognize that. Some people don't, and they'll go their whole life thinking that if you get to a place where you think you know everything and you're not able to be taught or you can't listen, dude, you've lost. You've lost the game. You'll never be successful. Even if in your heart you want to make other people successful and you try to, with that thought process, you never. My, somebody one time told me you can be the richest man in the room or the smartest, but you can't be both. So if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you're the richest person in the room, you're in the wrong room hmm. because you're never going to grow. You're never yeah. going to get any better. So these are things that you literally have to think of. And I'll give you enough information just in this 30, 45 minutes that we talk. You'll feel like you're drinking from a fire hose because it's just like, I don't even know what to, how do you write down all of this stuff? Right, like yeah. it's just, this is 20 plus years of learning and people that are older than me are going to listen and they're going to be like, yeah, some of that may be true. Some of it may be not to them. So everybody has to walk their own, their own path. And it's just interesting. Like I was looking at kind of like the age, the age range of like who listens to our podcast yeah, yeah, and yeah. who doesn't. I was telling Joe, like you would think like it's 18 to like 20, 25. No, it's like 28 to 35, 40. For sure. And that's just like, <clears throat> to us, it's like me and Tyler are both 19. It's like two 19 year old kids and you got, four-year-olds listen to their podcast it's just right it's different well it shows you guys got a lot of value in the sense of that you're being real and not acting like you know it all and you're just presenting like this is what we are and who we are Mm -hmm. and this is how we want to get better and we're just sharing that journey with everybody else that's what people want to hear right so uh, this is a this is a good one um the way that you present yourself or the way that you act what, how would you go about that as a young person? As a younger person. Okay. So, um, it's funny because as an older person now, (laughs) and I see younger people, just like you guys would, you see middle school kids. Would you dress like a middle schooler? No, all the multicolored outfits. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. Um, if you, you're not in high school anymore, you go back and you see some high school kids. Would you dress as a high school kid? Probably not. No. No. Okay. So, you, you, if you break it down, even in society, like the Gap and American Eagle and J. Crew and Banana Republic and Express and all these different places, they're all levels that target different age demographics, mm-hmm. right? American Eagle, you know, I remember when I was in this Abercrombie, like if you were in high school and you didn't have Abercrombie on, you did not make it. Like you yeah, right. socially were out, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and then when you get into college, then you start going to like Express or, J. Crew or Banana Republic or something. And then when you get out of college and you have a little more money, you know, maybe it is some of those same stores you're just buying some different stuff. So it, it's it's all a mindset of what they are experienced and what they go to. So for me, 
it, the biggest thing that I could do is once you start taking yourself seriously, then other people will take yourself seriously. Mm. And the best way to do that, and this will sound crazy, but you are judged. And we talked about this before. You are judged within seven seconds of meeting someone for the first time. So if you're not standing up straight, if you're not looking at them in the eye, if you don't smile with your face and your voice, if you don't shake their hand and actually have some firmness to it and your shoulders aren't back and you're not taking yourself serious, they ain't going to take you seriously. So my advice to younger people is I, anybody that comes to work for me or that asks me because I do a lot of mentoring, they're like, hey, what should I do? Just out of college, first thing, go buy a watch. Go buy a nice pair of shoes. And they're like, well, what does that mean? Like, I, you know, everybody thinks that to take yourself serious, that means you have to wear brand. You know, you don't. You don't, right. don't, don't go out and start buying Louis and Gucci's and, and it, forget all of that. That just, that is a poor person trying to be and look rich. And even look at like people that are successful, like they don't show a brand. No, show anything no, like that. but mm-hmm. there's little subtle things that you look for in business that when I meet somebody for the first time, I look at, especially if they're a man, I look at their accessories. So I look down at their shoes and I look at their watch. And I'm not talking about an Apple watch because I'm talking about like even my watch, for example, is not super expensive. I don't know if you guys can see that. Not real expensive, but I notice that people notice it. And it's like, it's just a subtle thing where they're like, hmm, this person takes themselves seriously. They don't even know that they're consciously doing it. So, and when I say buy a nice pair of shoes, that don't mean go out and buy some Yeezys. That's, that's ridiculous. That's I mean, a hard sole pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. You look nice. And if you're going to wear clothes, wear clothes that fit you. And what I mean by that is not necessarily your style. That can be anything, but fits your body. Like mm. the thing about high school kids, when I'm coaching high school basketball, which I haven't in a few years, but we would have to dress up for the games or I'd request that they wear a tie and jacket. And these Jake Legs would show up with a wrinkly tie. How do you even put on a wrinkly tie? How is that even possible to wrinkle silk? Like, I just don't understand that. And they wear a coat, and it'd be falling out. It looked like they beat up a homeless person outside and took their clothes. And it's like, that. that is just, there's several things. I can't blame them because maybe they've never been taught. Oh. Maybe they don't have that example. But at the same time, it's like I'm trying to teach you that example right. that if you'll just start taking yourself serious now, other people will take you seriously. Heck, if you're a guy and you're listening and you want girls to take you seriously, take yourself seriously. And don't be like everybody else. Right. And I think that's one thing as like a young person, you're like, you're always looking for someone to take you seriously. And I think that's Absolutely. one thing that we struggle with is like, like you said, we're young and it's our fault. Like no one's going to take us seriously. So... I think it all comes with, like you said, the way that you present yourself. It is. It absolutely is. And it's, it's just a subtle confidence. If I have seven seconds when I walk in a room, whether it's men or women, I want them to take me serious, not because I have an insecurity, but because I, I am trying to accomplish something, especially in business. Like I'm entering this room for a reason. Right. And, you know, that's, I, I want you to understand that, like, hey, I want, to, I want you to take my business serious. I want you to take my, what I'm trying to say serious, especially if you're selling something or if you're making, trying to make a living or if you're, it doesn't matter what you do. And you, if you'll realize that you never know where your next job opportunity is going to be, it could be in line at Kroger. I'm so amazed that people will go out of their house dressed the way that they're dressed and then complain that they don't get opportunities in life. Opportunity is everywhere. But until you take that seriously, no one will take you seriously. I've actually been offered a job in a line at Target. Oh, wow. Just because I looked 
like I was something. Yeah. Not because I was, and then strike up a conversation, was able to be pleasant. And all I wanted to do was help this person. They were like, hey, I own this company. Would you come to work for me? And my first reaction was like, I don't think you can afford me, just as a joke. And they were like, try me. And then I got real, real quick because it was just a thing. And then I realized, oh, my goodness, like that, that, that makes a difference. So it's and it's hard because people will you'll see the trends of the day or for your age and you want to fit in. So you'll wear your hair the way that they do or you'll wear the clothes that they do or you'll wear the thing. And that may be OK. But at the same time, if you'll come up a little bit ahead of that, you, you, you might see that it makes a huge difference right. because then you're not like everybody else. So how would you recommend getting that going if you came back to our age? Getting yourself in the gym, what kind of routine would you recommend? Well, routine is like, and we talked about this too, is like I would think routine for me is just showing up. Obviously, you want to take care of yourself. I don't think that you have to be some physically fit, uh, you know, a gym, gym rat where, you know, if that's your passion, then okay. But I think just taking yourself seriously and looking like you're put together. Mm -hmm. And if you're young and you don't have a lot of money, you can go to Walmart and buy a watch. You can go to Walmart and buy clothes that fit. That's not what it's about. It's you. If someone says that they can't, or they don't have the means or the funds or whatever, they might, that might be true in some sense. But if you really want something, you can get, there's too many examples of people that have been successful with nothing just from a mindset. So showing up is the greatest mindset or essentially motto that I live by every day. I have tremendous anxiety at night because my mind won't turn off and because I won't have the ability like to just fix everything. So then at night I lay in bed and I'm like, man, how am I going to do this? Why am I doing this to myself? You know, it's just like you're trying to scale a business and you got this other stuff going on and all these different things. And then the next thing, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I don't want to get up. I don't want to do this. I don't want to face it. Right. That's normal human that's just being real. Mm-hmm. So if you can then in turn just push through that and show up, the good things happen. And that's yeah. what I, and you, know, you say that all the time to me, but yeah. like today I heard it on a, on, I was listening to an audio book and he was just talking like, like the hardest thing is just waking up in the morning and doing what you said you were going to do or what you have to accomplish for that day. That's Absolutely. One of the hardest things. Absolutely. So how would you go about, you know, we're talking about habits, you know, a little bit or, or creating good habits and then kind of goals, like your goals. How do you set goals? How do you accomplish goals? How do you go to, how do you go about that? So a goal that's not written down is just a dream. So when I was younger and I got my first corporate job, I remember, I think I was making like $28,000 a year. Um, and in retrospect, that, that might have been a lot back in the day because, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that was a while ago. But um, I remember I put 100000 on my whiteboard in my office, and I just wrote it in the corner. And uh, everybody would come in and say, what is that? And I'd be like, oh, it's, it's nothing. It's just a goal. And they're like, well, what does that mean? A gun, 100,000 steps? So you want to run a marathon, 100,000 marathons, you know, whatever. And I, but to me, it was I wanted to make six figures, not because I just, that was just a goal. That was just something. And I looked at it every single day. And you should reevaluate those goals every six, eight months. Write something down and don't hold back. If you want to be a rocket scientist and go to Jupiter, then write that down. Don't just dream it. That's, that's the very first step. That, and I think anybody will tell that. Any book that you read, any podcast that you listen to, that most successful people say that. Hey, if it's a dream, that's great. Everybody should have them. But if you want to make it a goal and a reality, write that thing down. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the most organized person. I don't live by a list every day, but I do have... 
a goal board or stuff that I want to do. And some people call it a dream board. That's, that's the very first thing for sure. Right. And you even talk about like whenever, you know, me and you talked about like my goals and like the things that I want to accomplish. But you also mentioned like, don't set something like with the, don't set something so low, like a goal so low. No, the only thing that you should set small goals on that are obtainable quickly is weight loss. I have too many people that are like, oh, I want to lose 100 pounds. Okay, and, and it's going to take you a year to lose 100 pounds. No, I'm going to do it in six months. Okay, that's not obtainable. Hmm. So set small goals. Mm-hmm. But in life, in everything else, you should set, you should reach, you should shoot for the moon. Because if you miss, you're going to be up in the stars. Again, that right. sounds super corny, but yeah. you're going to use it one day. You're going to be like, hey, I'm going to set this goal. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting the moon. And if I miss, I'm still up in the stars. If you set it for the stars, you're going to be in the stratosphere. If you set it for the stratosphere, you'll be in the next layer. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, right. so there's a there's a, a guy, an author, his name's Grant Cardone, and he, he wrote a book called The 10X Rule. So he's like, if you want to start a million-dollar business, forget that. Start a $10 million business. Because if I miss and I, I have a $7 million business, well, I didn't meet my goal, but $7 million right. is way more than mm-hmm. $1 million. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? And yeah. you should do that in everything. And people will think you're nuts. They're like, what are, you, what are you talking about? But that's where you go back to, I'm going to surround myself with people that are going to push me forward and not hate on me or, or think I'm crazy. And that could be your own family. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Dude, it's, it's, it's a challenge for sure. And then uh, this is something that we talked about yesterday in the truck. You know, you were just talking about like one time you were in an airport. And, yeah. And someone just came, you came up to someone or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I am... You might not believe this, especially looking in this camera. I don't know who's <laughs> going to see this, but I am an incredibly shy individual. Um, I am an extrovert in the sense that I recharge my batteries around other people, but I'm very shy. I, I, I didn't, when I was in high school, I didn't have a girlfriend until I was in college. Now, all I focused on was sports. Mm-hmm. That's all I ever wanted to do. But I went to like one of the largest high schools in the state. I'm from Tennessee originally. And uh, girls were really awkward for me. I think I was like, I grew nine inches in one year. And, uh, so I was real lanky. I think I weighed like 160 pounds at like six, three. And, um, I had real bad acne and I'm talking so bad that my mom had to give me nitrogen treatments. Oh wow! Like where I go to the hospital mm-hmm. to try to, I mean, it was terrible. And it was because I was putting so much pressure on myself to be accepted or to be a certain way. And that's why I went to college in Oklahoma because I wanted to go away and get, a, get away from everything that I was surrounding myself. And within two months, my face is as clear as it is now. And then I found out that like, Hey, people are going to like me for me or they're not. There is no, uh, and I'm okay with that. And then it would just became a lot easier. And then somebody told me like when it came to the, you know, to women, it was, uh, you know, what's the worst they can say? No, No. that's the worst they can say. Mm -hmm. So they can't take my birthday and that's it. And once I realized that it was, it, it was a lot easier. So, I've kind of taken that same approach in those kind of things in life. So you have to practice at that, especially if someone that's shy. I get nervous just like anybody else does. But you push through that and you practice. That's the only way you're going to get better. So one thing that I do is when I go to airports and travel, I'm actually traveling on Monday. And if I stop somewhere for lunch, I will randomly ask a stranger if I can eat with them. That is a very uncomfortable thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can approach someone and learn how to make eye contact and be non-threatening and at the same time, be confident and take yourself seriously and say, hey, my name's Joe. For no other reason than I would just like to sit down and have lunch with you just to learn about you, I have never been told no. Now, it does help that, like I've told you before, if you're attractive in any way, 
you, you, that does help. I'm not saying yeah, that it right. doesn't, but at the same time, my confidence and who I am in a person is more important than the way you look. But again, people are superficial and they judge you, judge you in seven seconds. If I was missing, you know, the side of my face, they'd probably be like a little uncomfortable. Right. Does, it, does that make sense? Yeah. So another thing you can do is, and this is really hard is practice making eye contact with someone first of the same sex without looking past them. Like you can look at someone, but look past them. And it looks like you're looking at them, but I'm really right. looking at that plant behind you. I'm not looking into your soul. Right. The next thing that you do is try to make eye contact with the opposite sex without making them feel uncomfortable. Hmm. That's hard. Sometimes. That's very, very hard, especially for new, for younger people. You guys, you've grown up on a social media age where you can, you can communicate and do everything you need to do on Back in my, I sound like I'm really old, but back in my day, like we, you wanted to talk to a girl, you had to talk to her. Yeah. It was like, and the best pickup line, I'm going to tell you right now for anybody, the best pickup line is, <laughs> hi, my name's whatever. That's the best thing. If you can do that confidently and smile, it, you, your chances are good. Just, just because of that. So practice those things where it's like, I'm not confident to do this. Well, if you're not, then make yourself uncomfortable until you are confident. Mm-hmm. because most people really are. And then you learn so much about yourself. You never failed and you're going to have failures, but they won't be, fa- you won't be failing. Just being uncomfortable. I mean, it sucks. It really does. It's a terrible mm-hmm. thing. I was uncomfortable today. I had to go in somewhere. I was like, I, I walked up and I saw some people in there and I got scared and I walked away. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Right. I was like, Oh, I can't, I don't want to do this. But then later I was like, all right, let's just go. So I did. And for those of you who want to know what that specific thing was, I had to go to the tanning bed because I'm going to Jamaica in a month and I haven't seen the sun in like a year. So I didn't want to burn to death. So I wanted, and when I walked up to the tanning bed, there was a bunch of people in there and I was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot do it. Why am I? I mean, I'm not going to tanning bed. Like that's not what I do. But I was like, do I either want to do this? Or do I want to burn when I go to Jamaica? And yeah. I was, so I, I literally walked up to the door, seen a bunch of people, turned around, walked out, and walked back to my truck, drove off. Came back like an hour later. There wasn't anybody in there. But even <laughs> if there was, I was going to – now, that's hard for me to say. And you would think, why would you call yourself out on like that? Because it happens every day to everyone. Yeah. And, and you, if you realize that most of the most confident people – are really the most insecure. Right, absolutely. It's it's just a push through that they're trying to do. I talked to someone the other day and they were just like, "Why well, just don't go to the gym anymore because I'm uncomfortable. There's so many people in there." Yeah. And so it's a real like, thing. I do the same thing though. I, I I hate going to the gym. I cannot stand going to the gym just solely because there's so many people yeah. there. But then I'm just like, "You know what? I just got to do it." Yeah. And that's fine. And some people will be able to get over that easier than others. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Everybody's different. I don't want anybody to listen to this or to watch it and be like, well, this guy, he don't know me. And I don't have to. You're right. You don't. This yeah. is just what I'm, what my experience is. And that you could get 100 people and ask them, and they might give you 100 different answers. That's yeah. just the way life goes. So I want to jump back to, you said you moved away to Oklahoma for college. Yeah. Moving away and putting yourself in a new environment. How important is that in growing? It's one of the best things you can do. I tell the basketball team, anybody, all the time, when you're in high school – you only have your life is four walls and life is so much bigger than the four mm-hmm. walls that you're surrounded with in that school. But let's take that just a step further. You live, we live in a small town. We live in Charlestown, you know, or we live in whatever little town or even Louisville. Life's bigger than the four walls that are this town or this city or this state or even this country. The world is a big right. place. Yeah. And 
You might not been popular in high school. You might not. I wasn't. Now, I wasn't bullied or people did not like me, but it was just like I wasn't some popular kid. I wasn't. Nothing special about me. But once I went to school where no one knew, it was almost like I got to start over. Yeah. And, and I think that's so important, and it made me extremely uncomfortable. It was 12 hours away. I didn't know a soul. I, nobody. N- nobody. Just totally went somewhere. Didn't go, to one, didn't go to college with one person that I knew. And it was the greatest thing that I ever did. And I would always encourage anybody. I encourage Caleb, hey, take vacation. Go to Europe if you can. See the world. See something else. Something bigger than the four walls that you surround yourself with. Because you'll come back and you'll, you'll have a totally different mindset. And that's what makes people successful. Yeah. And I even like when I moved to Michigan, for those listening, uh, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> Joe told me that in three months I was going to come back. I'm going to work for him. Yeah. And three true. months later I came back and worked for him. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But, you know, that's just, I, it was good that you went and did that yeah, and you absolutely. got that experience and it made you better. I think that, you know, just doing that, I, I grew a lot from that. I, I was uncomfortable. It was, you know, I didn't know anything else but Henryville. I didn't know anything else. I, didn't know anything else besides being under my parents, Yeah, you know, and there's, roof, and it was just different. And let me say, again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with living in a small town or being a certain way. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're really serious about seeing change or trying to do something bigger or more or whatever your reasoning may be, taking those things, they might be risky. But again, if your mindset is, I'm not failing, I'm just learning then that's when things make that's when things change right well guys we really appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode of the rise above podcast show joe we really appreciate hey, you thanks for having me so i appreciate much. it very much yeah, yeah it's great and i'm great sure to be we'll here. be hearing more of joe lavelle in the future <laughs> yeah. so, indirectly or directly <laughs> we definitely want to have you on again oh okay different topics but oh, i appreciate that, we that. appreciate you guys we love you guys and we'll see you guys soon yeah, love you guys